The Dad University podcast helps fathers learn what they're not taught in school. We offer dads advice on parenting, relationships, and family life. We may not have all the answers, but we're certainly going to have fun trying. And we are back. We are back. I'm Jason Kreidman. I'm Alan Bush. And this is the Dad University podcast, episode 278. Alan. Hello. 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 Have my shot of caffeine. I'm ready to go. (laughs) Our sponsor, Pure Boost, is uh, always filling me up. Yeah, I got to get more of that. I can get you some. Can you? (laughs) I can hook you up. Oh, that'd be awesome. I will. Only 12.90. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a couple boxes. So, um, I, uh, yeah, I I could probably hook you up. All right. Um, this episode, it came about because of my YouTube videos and the, what happens on YouTube and this may be the audience. It's also some of the content that I put out there is I get a lot of young dads. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're talking teens, you know, like guys that their girlfriend's pregnant or someone they're dating's pregnant or whatever. They're still in high school. And so I wanted to do an episode because there's a lot of them are asking me questions. And so this one is about uh, becoming a father as a teen. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not, a, I mean, I was not a teen when I had my kids, uh, although I may look like I'm so young. <laughs> um, kidding. That's the gray hair. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was a little, quite a bit older, but really what I took this from the perspective um, that if my son came to me, you know, um, and so, or a loved one or somebody or a best friend, whatever, you know, what would be my advice to them? Mm -hmm. And it's not an easy situation. You know, at first I want to, you know, I want to say that it's, it, you know, usually almost, or almost all the time, they're feeling scared, stressed. They don't know what's in front of them. Their life's about to change. And that happens. I mean, for anybody at any age, let alone somebody who is still younger and still in a situation where typically financially they can't handle it. Um, Maturity wise, they may not be at a place that they feel comfortable about it. You know, whatever the reason, there's a ton of different reasons that they might feel uncomfortable. Right. Um, But that's kind of what I want to address. And I want to talk to them or I should say you, if you're listening about specific things that you can do to get yourself ready. And, you know, if you're going to be a teen dad, this, these are the things that I think you need to prepare for and understand to be a good father. Right. And we're not going to talk about what you should have done or could have done or whatever, because that's already done. (laughs) It's not, we're not like, I I don't want to go there. Um, You're going to be a dad. And so you need to look at what do I need to do to move forward? You know, and I, I think even non-teens can probably get, you know, value from this episode. I don't think it just, but um, these are some suggestions on what I think you should do. You ultimately get to decide for yourself, but I'm, you know, I'm hoping that these are, you know, suggestions that are helpful. So I do want to establish a couple of things before, you know, we get into the advice. Um, first thing is I want you to make sure 100% certain that you are the father. So okay. if there's any uncertainty at all, 
And, and that happens. People ask me questions they're like, well, I think, but she was also dating somebody else, or I don't you know, we don't have an exclusive relationship or she could have been cheating on me or like whatever. If there's any question at all, get a DNA test to make sure. Right. No question. Like yeah. pay for it if you have to, like just figure out a way to, to get it done. Because you want to know 100%, not 50, 70, 80, 100% you want to know that you're the father. Otherwise, because then if you're not, you don't need to deal with this. <laughs> you exactly. know? But yeah. if you do, you are 100% in, it's yours. You've got to start moving this thing forward. Mm-hmm. Um, the second part is, is that the mom of the child um, and or you and the mom has made the decision to move forward with the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So that's the other part. You know, if this hasn't been decided, like you just said, well, she's pregnant. Um, you got to have that conversation first. I mean, are, are you, you know, is she planning on having the child? Is that a decision that you have input on? Um, and a lot of times you don't. Um, right. But if you do, and that's something, you know, that's up to you and everyone's got their own, you know, things of you know, whether they are will or not or religion or whatever it's that's an all an individual decision um mm-hmm. but you have to establish those two things are you the father and is she for sure going through with the pregnancy right. if those two things haven't been established there's probably not a whole lot of reason to listen to this yet mm-hmm. you know uh, because this is advice that you're moving forward with and if you're not moving forward don't spend time preparing yourself for something that you don't need to be prepared for. Right. So that's all. I know that's my piece. I had to say that. So <laughs> okay. Just get those assumptions, getting those assumptions out of the way. Here's some of the advice. Number one, you absolutely have to be there. So it's be there. This is your child. 50% of the child's DNA is yours. Raising the child is not the mom's responsibility. It is both of your responsibilities. I had somebody uh, the other day posted on um, YouTube as a comment. Um, my girlfriend is pregnant, or sorry, the girl is pregnant. I'm not with her. What should I do? I mean, like, literally, that's the question. Right. And I said, well, the first question is, you know, you got to figure out, same thing, got to figure out if it's yours. And if it is, that's it. It's yours. You've got to be there. Yeah. You have to be in, be there for the child. And so I think this, there, there is this perception and especially with teens and younger dads that the child is somehow up to the mom. And, you know, I guess because she carries the child, um, you know, they think that it's the woman's responsibility to have, to be with this child and to raise this child. And it is not. And so, the child will benefit tremendously from you being in their life. And my suggestion to a teen is to be there during the pregnancy, be there during the birth of your child and be equal to the mother as part of their life. That is what my advice is. Everyone's going to take their own from it. They can do what they want, but that's my advice. There's all kinds of different situations and nuances that somebody can, can't, excuse, whatever. But that's my advice. Right. You be there as much as you can. And uh, actually not as much as you can. You be there 50%. If you're not going to be able to, then you've got to figure that out. Um, 
I know it's, it, it, you know, this is an unknown. It is scary. It's daunting. But what I, I think happens is that if, if you can focus and be there for the child, there's a lot less worry about yourself, you know, because yeah. what happens when this stuff starts happening, whether you're a teen or not, a bunch of stuff starts going through your head. Like, you know, can I handle this? And how am I going to afford this? Well, you know, all these things. And we're so focused on I and, and what am I going to do and how am I going to do this? But if you can push that focus a little bit more towards the child, wow, this child is going to benefit from me being there. This child needs me. This child is going to be better off if I'm in their life. Now, I have had people respond to say that they think the child is better off if they are not in their life because mm -hmm. For whatever they're a bad reason, influence. they're a bad influence. They're a drug user, whatever. And and those situations that could be the case, but then you got to look at a whole different thing. And get yourself ready to be a dad, right? Know, and, and then and, and try to change those behaviors. You, if you want to be a right. good influence, and that and that, it's right. not easy, of course, but that's part of it. No, it's not. Um, if if by chance the mom of the child doesn't want you to be part of the child's life, and basically is like, hey, I got it. I don't want you. You know. Do not accept that. The child is 50% your DNA. You fight for your right to be in the child's life. However, this brings us to the next piece of advice mm. is you don't fight. It's number two, you get along with your child's mom. Yeah. So if you're in a relationship with her, great. That, you know, that's fine. We don't need to talk about it. Still continue to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, continue to work at having a good relationship and getting along and support her. Um, but you know, as even as times get tough, you still have to remember to get along with her literally for the sake of the child. Right. So if you're not in a relationship with the mother, it is still vital that you get along with her. Um it is so important that you get along with her because it, for the well-being of the child and you have more likely, it's more likely that you're going to then have access to the child, especially if she's the one going through it and being the primary caregiver. The better you get along with her, the more access you're going to have to the child. Because what happens is, especially it's an emotional play, is that if she's upset with you, She's just going to use that as a pond and say, well, I'm sorry, you can't see your child. And she won't even say your child. She won't even, she'll say the child. Um, <laughs> right. She, you know, some women won't even accept the fact that it is your child. So yes, you fight for the child to see the child. Yes. You fight for your rights to do that. And you absolutely do whatever you can to get along. You BS, you smile, you suck it up, you fall on the sword, however you want to say it. <laughs> and it's so much easier said than done because there's a ton of emotions involved, especially if you have a bad breakup or you're young, but you know, let's just say you're in high school and you're dating and, or you dated, or you're just a hookup and the girl's going to keep it. Yes, you are going to be involved. That is your child. You it's 50% your child. Right. And I mean, this is what I would tell my son. If my son came to me with this situation, it is, you are there. You, you, you are going to be there. You're going to support it. You're going to be absolutely involved because that child is going to benefit from it. Right. So number three, the E word, be empathetic. Yeah. Um, 
I just said that, you know, getting along with mom is important. And the easiest way to do that is to be empathetic. And so what empathy means or being empathetic is putting yourself in the other person's place. So look at the situation from her perspective. Imagine being a teen mom, like just the physical stuff that you have to go through. She is another human being inside of her. She gets morning sickness, weight gain, delivery of the baby. Like she has it way harder than you do. Yeah. You know, you just got some emotional stuff and maybe some financial stuff. She has so much more to deal with than you do. And so if you can look at it from her side, you're going to probably feel a little bit better about your situation and not be so a woe is me, you know, um, because our first thought, whether we're a teen or not, is like, how is this going to affect me? How am I going to handle this? What am I going to do? And those are all normal. Those are totally normal thoughts. But when you can be empathetic towards her, the total experience is going to be better. You're just going to have less worry about yourself and you're going to, you know, look at it from her perspective. Just, wow. Like, look what she has to go through. You know, that's, yeah. that is a lot. That is a lot to have to go through. So um, I think that's really important. Uh, number four, use it as motivation. Um, I think the famous Eminem one said that, uh, you know, his daughter being bored was like some of one of his greatest motivations. Mm -hmm. um, you know, instead of thinking that your life is over, you know, that this is now, that somehow this is some negative thing, you have to realize that you have the ability to choose how this affects you. Yeah. And you can choose it as motivation. You know, things in life happen. Some many believe it happens for a reason. And, you know, when you first become a dad, sometimes, you know, if, if it's a, if a, an accident or mistake, I should say, or however you want to phrase it, we often don't see a lot of the value and we can't understand why, like, why is this happening to me? Why do I have to go through this? I can't believe this, whatever. And it's not until, until years later that we can look back and realize all the positive things that may have happened. You know, Oh, I ended up, you know, I mean, I can even say for myself when we were having our child, like I ended up changing my business, going out on my own, like a ton of really good things happened, you know, Granted, it was stressful and all these other things, but I, I, it, I mean, when I was going through it, I, you know, it's a whole different thing. Um, but you look back and you can see, wow, like that, that really did go that way because those maybe my fate, you know, right. maybe that yeah. was the way that it was supposed to happen. You know, sure. are you still in school? Do you need to finish school? Do you, um, you know, maybe you're a teen going through high school and this will help you finish to graduate or do you want to, do you need a better paying job? You know, maybe you're not making enough. Well, you got to figure out a way to make more money, improve your financial situation, bring in more money, hustle more. Um, you know, having a child costs a lot of money. There's no arguing with that. And so if you're going to support the child, you better make more income. Right. Um, and I don't think, it, you know, I don't think this matters how old you are when you are faced with becoming a father you look inside, you, you start analyzing your own situation and, you know, you start evaluating, do I have enough money? Do I have enough time? You know, what's my life like right now? Am I ready for this? And you're never really ready. And so I think you can use this situation as motivation 
so that you can be ready for that baby. Yeah. Number five, don't waste time. Um, if you are a teen dad and you've got a child on the way, you have to make some serious decisions. And the decisions that you make are going to affect you. They're going to affect your child. They're going to affect mom, the mother of the child. So, you know, my hope is obviously if you're listening to this, that, you know, you want to be there for your child. You, you clicked on this, this podcast. So if so, you have to stop wasting your time. And so what that means when you're a teen is, which I know that this is what everyone wants to do is just hang out with your friends and have a good time. You know, right. that's what the teen years, a lot of people, that's how they spend their teen years. And the difficulty with that is that doesn't provide you any income. And if anything, it's the opposite. You spend sure. your money hanging out. Right. It's no education. It's not improving your situation nothing. It's not helping you in any way. And so you want to get started before this baby arrives. You want to get started yesterday. Right. And so instead of partying, playing video games, hanging out with your buddies, work more hours, you know, study to get through school faster, figure out what you need to do to have a better future for you and your child and get going. Yeah. So I just, I, I think it's, it's one of those things we all waste a ton of time. Uh, when we audit our time, we realize how much money or I mean, how much time we waste and um, you just, you got to get going. Don't waste any time. Uh, number six, establish a support network. So having people around you that can help you is always important. And when you're a teen, it is really important to have that support and you've got to establish that support before the baby arrives. You're not going to want to wait and then go, okay, now what, you know, what can I do? So you, I mean, you know, this could be, it can vary where you are, but you might have to set up something special with your school, you know, um, although most schools are now remote. So that's probably, it's actually going to be right. easier <laughs> a little easier for, for a teen parent. It's actually going to be easier because they could be at home. Yeah. Interesting. I they don't need to hire sitters at this point. Either. Yeah. Um, but well, they may still, because they're not going to be able to get their work done, but, um, but you know, whether the school offers some sort of daycare or special scheduling for your classes, you know, if you have family around and they're willing to help, that's great. Um, but if you don't have family or help, you really look into local resources around you. And, you know, that can be religious organizations. It could be city or government assistance programs. You want to understand what is available around you and, and around your network. And so when you're in the thick of it, like, you know, after your baby's born, it's just, that's what you're focused on. Like, you, it's so hard to worry about where the help is going to come from at that point, you're kind of overwhelmed with other things that you just, you want to establish all of that stuff early. You have time. And so look into those things now so that you, you're just, you're not doing those things last minute. Um, you know, I, I, I think overall, I just, I want to say that like, you're going to be okay. It is overwhelming. It's scary, but it's a new chapter in your life, you know, and you yeah. can think of this as a new beginning and you get to decide how you want to handle it. Right. You know, what kind of father do you want to be? That's the question you have to ask yourself. And, you know, your child deserves a great father. 
And I, I think that you absolutely can be a great father for your child when, even when you're a teen, you can still be a great father. You are not, um, you know, there, there's some other things you might need to take into consideration that you wouldn't normally. But a lot of that is, you know, time and financial and those kinds of things, which can be overcome. They can yeah. be. Yeah. Just a lot of effort. So I'd love to hear from you. If you are a teen dad or were a teen dad and you have any information or advice or, or anything, um, Alan, what should they do? Email us, podcast at daduniversity.com. We'd love to hear from you. Maybe give some advice there um, for a little and um, you know, one-on-one time, I guess. <laughs> um, if not, go to our social media channels and, and subscribe to there. Leave some comments there. Go to YouTube. There's a lot of great videos uh, related to Dad University. And hit that little bell and subscribe button. That would help out a lot. And at the very least, if nothing else, please go to the podcatcher that you're listening to us on right now and subscribe to that network uh leave a five-star review a thumbs up and share it with your friends that really helps perpetuate the show awesome well alan as always thank you thank you and we will see you next time see you next time